0: Welcome to Zikhudav Simeonim Rabbi Goldai, and today we're going Tab Tess, the third parak, Arba Adnidarim. So the three times we're going to focus on, number one, on the previous Tab, Ula had said that when one declares Kadusha on saplings until they are cut, the Kadusha comes up automatically at that time. Rav asked him, Kedusha Shabbat HaMe'echan HaLcha, where did the Kadusha go? Meaning, with what mechanism did they lose their Kadusha? Umat Yu Amr isha at Ishti. And what if one said to his wife, "Today you're my wife, and tomorrow you're not my wife"? Meaning, the marriage should dissolve on its own. will get? Does she leave without a get? Surely not. So how then can Ula say that the kedusha goes off automatically? Rabbi responded to Rav that he cannot compare marriage, which is kedushas aguf. Physical sanctity, meaning her physical being is married to him. And Kadusha's damim, monetary sanctity, such as the net of our Mishnah, in which the sapling's value is kadosh. Although Kadusha's aguf cannot end on its own, Kadusha's damim can. Point number two, Abai responded that it can be proven that even Kadusha's aguf can end on its own, from a price of which states. If one said, This ox should be an ola for 30 days, and after 30 days, it should be a shlamim. And after the thirty days of being an Ola, it does become a Shlamim. From the fact that the Kadusha's a goof of Ola ends after thirty days, for otherwise it cannot become a Shlamim, it's evident that even Kadusha's goof can end at a predetermined time. When the Gemara suggests that perhaps the Bryce is speaking where he was merely Makdish the animal, with Kadusha's Damim of Ola, the Gemara says this cannot be, because the next case of the Bryce states, if he says Rakh Shoshimiom Um Akshav Shlamim, After 30 days it should be an Ola and from now a Shlamim, then that is what happens. Since the second case does not appear to add anything new, it must be to show that one of the cases speaks of Kedusha's aguf and that it cannot come off on its own. And Pointing with you, the Gemara suggests that the Abom Baraisa should disprove Bar Pada's position on the previous stuff, that saplings which were consecrated until they are cut need to be redeemed after they're cut since the Kedusha does not end on its own. Rapapa Papa answers that bar would say that the second case of the b'risa is teaching something else entirely. If he had not said it should be a shlamim from now, it would have become an ola after 30 days. And the b'risa is coming to teach that the kedusha of an ola can take effect after 30 days, even if he attempted to retract his ola consecration prior to the 30th day. Although there is an opinion that in a parallel case of marriage, where one gives a woman kadushim money and says, li shoshim become married to me after 30 days, she can retract during the 30 days. Sola sola Here it's different because a declaration to Hektish is like a transfer to an ordinary person. The run elaborates that a verbal declaration for Hektish is even more potent than an ordinary acquisition, for we treat this declaration like a transfer made with a stipulation that after 30 days, it will take effect for now, in which case neither side can retract in the interim. So once again, the three points are number one on the previous dub, Ula had said that when one declares kedusha on saplings, until they are cut, the kedusha comes off automatically at that time. Rav Mnuna asked him, Kedushah hocha? Where did the kadusha go? Meaning, with what mechanism did they lose their kedusha?" you yu amr at ishti. Well, Makar iat Ishdi. And what if one said to his wife, "Today you're my wife, and tomorrow you're not my wife"? Meaning, the marriage should dissolve on its own. A mi get? Does she leave without a get? Surely not. So how then can Ula say that the Kadusha goes off automatically? Rava responded to Rav Hamnuna that he cannot compare marriage, which is a zaguf. Physical sanctity, meaning her physical being, is married to him. And Kadusha's damim, monetary sanctity, such as the net of our Mishnah, in which the sapling's value is kadosh. Although kadushas aguf cannot end on its own, Kadusha's damim can. Point number two, Abayi responded that it can be proven that even Kadusha's aguf can end on its own from a price of which states. If one said, This ox should be an oil for 30 days, and after 30 days, it should be a shlamim. Then after the thirty days of being an Ola, it does become a Shlamim. From the fact that the Kadusha's a Guf of Ola ends after thirty days, for otherwise it cannot become a Shlamim, it's evident that even Kadusha's a goof can end at a predetermined time. When the Gemara suggests that perhaps the Brice is speaking where he was merely Makdish the animal, with Kedusha's Damim of Ola, the Gemara says this cannot be, because the next case of the Bryce states if he says Rakh Ola, Um Akshav After 30 days it should be an Ola and from now a Shlamim, then that is what happens. Since the second case does not appear to add anything new, it must be to show that one of the cases speaks of Kedusha's aguf and that it cannot come off on its own. And point number three, the Gemara suggests that the Aban Baraisa should disprove Bar Pada's position on the previous stuff, that saplings which were consecrated until they are cut need to be redeemed after they're cut since the Kedusha does not end on its own. Rapapa Papa answers that Bar Pada would say that the second case of the b'risa is teaching something else entirely. If he had not said it should be a shlomim from now, it would have become an ola after 30 days. And the b'risa is coming to teach that the kedusha of an ola can take effect after 30 days, even if he attempted to retract his ola consecration prior to the 30th day. Although there is an opinion that in a parallel case of marriage, where one gives a woman kadushim money and says, become married to me after 30 days, she can retract during the 30 days. Here it's different because a declaration to Hektish is like a transfer to an ordinary person. The Ron elaborates that a verbal declaration for Hektish is even more potent than an ordinary acquisition for we treat this declaration like a transfer made with a stipulation that after thirty days it will take effect for now, in which case neither side can retract in the interim. All right, so now we go to our simur daf test, and our standard simen is a cot, a cot. So here goes the kala crying on the cot because her indecisive chasan said, "Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife." Listen in disbelief as he tried to make his oxes shlamim for thirty days, and after an ola. And then scream when he realized he said it should be a shlamim after 30 days and gavoa Once again, it's a emotion. The call of crying on the cot, caught, that must be learned off. The call of crying on the cot because their indecisive chasen said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife. Which reminds us, Ula said that when one declares Kadush on saplings, until they are cut, the Kedusha comes off automatically at that time. Rav asked him where did their Kedusha go? With what mechanism did they lose their Kedusha? And what if one said to his wife, today you are my wife and tomorrow you are not my wife? Should the marriage be dissolved on its own without a get? Surely not. So how then can Ula say that Kedusha goes off automatically? Robert responded to Rabbi that he cannot compare marriage, which is a aguv, physical sanctity, meaning her physical being is married to him, and kadusha's dummy monetary sanctity, such as the netter of our mishnah in which the sapling's value is kadosh. So the kala crying on the cop because they're indecisive. Hassan said, "Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife." Listen in disbelief as he tried to make his ox a shlamim for thirty days, and after an ola, which reminds us, a by respond that it can be proven that even kedushas a goof can end on its own from a price which states that if one said this ox should be an ola for thirty days, and after thirty days it should be a shlamim, then after the thirty days of being an ola, it does become a shlamim from the fact that the kedushas a goof on an ola ends after thirty days, for otherwise it could not become a shlamim. It's evident that even is a goof, can end at a predetermined time. So, the call crying on the cop because her indecisive chassan said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife. Listen in disbelief as he tried to make his ox a shlamyam for 30 days, and after an ola, and then scream when he realized he said it should be a shlamyam after 30 days, and... A gavoa k'mesira solo which reminds us, a Braiser came to teach that if one said that an animal should become an ol in thirty days, the kedusha of an ol can take effect after thirty days, even if he attempted to retract his ol consecration prior to the thirtieth day. Although there's an opinion that in a parallel case of marriage where one gives a woman condition money and says, Become married to me after thirty days, she can retract during the thirty days. Here it's different because, because a mirror soul gavol can the a because the declaration to Hektish is like a transfer to an ordinary person. The run elaborates that a verbal declaration for hektish is even more potent than an ordinary acquisition, but we treat this declaration like a transfer made with the stipulation that after thirty days it will take effect from now. In which case, neither side can retract in the interim. So once again, the kala crying on the cot because her indecisive Hasan said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife. Listen in disbelief as he tried to make his ox a shlami for 30 days and after an ola. And then scream when he realized he said it should be a shlami after 30 days and amir Gavoa gavoa k'misir asola All right, so now it's time for four blah Dav D'af So the simur d'af chaf is a silver wedding anniversary. So here it goes. When the deceitful borrower gave his shocked wife his hollow cane filled with coins as a gift for their 25th anniversary, 25th anniversary? That must be more duff. When the deceitful borrower gave his shocked wife his hollow cane filled with coins as a gift for their 25th anniversary, which reminds us of Bryce's that when a person swears in Basin, he's told, know that you're not swearing according to some condition in your mind, rather according to our and the court's understanding. This was meant to preclude trickery, like the incident of the cane of Rava. A borrower who needed to swear to have paid filled a hollow cane with coins and handed to the unsuspecting lender at the time of his Shavua and was thereby able to truthfully swear that he had given coins to the lender. The furious lender smashed the cane and the coin spilled out, showing how he had technically sworn truthfully. So when the deceitful borrower gave his shocked wife his hollow cane filled with coins as a gift for the 25th anniversary, she made him swear to accept the Torah and be honest based on her intent, not his, which reminds us, when Kaiso swore to accept the Torah in Arba's mode, Moshe Bain warned them, yodim shal Know that I'm not having you swear according to your own intent, rather according to my intent and Hashem's intent. So when the deceitful borrower gave his shocked wife his hollow cane filled with coins, as a gift for their 25th anniversary, she made him swear to accept the Torah and be honest based on her intent, not his, and promised to never make another netter forbidding food to a group of people since his last one unknowingly included his father and brother. Which reminds us, in the next mission's listing the case of Nidre Chicago's Unintentional Nadarim, it states, If a person saw people eating as figs and he said, they're forbidden like a carbon to you. And they were found to be his father and brothers, against whom he would not have made the nether, and others who were with them. Beisham say that although the figs are permitted to his relatives, they are forbidden to the others. Beisila disagree and say they are permitted to everyone, since the nether was partially void regarding his father and brothers. And we learn in another mission that Rebbe Kiba came and taught, nether, shahutter, miksasu, hutter, a nether that is nullified in part, is nullified in its entirety. Dav chavav, so the is a military coup. So here goes. The leader of the military coup, military coup, that must have been Dav Chavav. The leader of the military coup who made a netter forbidding his captives of extra helpings of dinner before realizing his father was taken as part of the group, which reminds us, Robin says, Beishamah and Beisil will argue in a case where one said, Had I known my fathers among you, I would have said... All of you are forbidden except my father. In this case, the netter remains the same as the original, and the vower stating that he never intended that his father be included in the netter. Beisham may hold like Rebbe Meir, who says elsewhere, tapas ra shamishon, grasp the first phrase, mean, give primacy to the first phrase used. So hold that Gru say Bmar Adam Nitpas. a person is always held by the end of his words, therefore, the final netter, which has the exception of his father, is different than his original netter and is thus a partially voided netter, which is completely void. So the leader of the military coup, who made a netter forbidding his captives of extra helpings of dinner before realizing his father was taken as part of the group. Changed his formulation and said, this one shall be forbidden, and this one shall be forbidden like this one, which reminds us, Republic challenged Rabba from the following mission, which said, If one says, that I will not benefit from him and him, if the first became permitted, they are all permitted, but if the last became permitted, he is permitted and the rest are forbidden. Rabbi interprets the case of speaking of Kagon Shetlan a case in which he made each dependent on the next, where he said, this one shall be forbidden like this one, and this one like this one. Therefore, when the first is nullified, they are all permitted. But when the last is nullified, the rest remain forbidden. So the leader of the military coup who made a netter forbidding his captives of extra helpings of dinner before realizing his father was taken as part of the group... Changed his formulation and said, This one shall be forbidden, and this one shall be forbidden like this one, and then proceed to give them kufri onions, which are good for the heart, which reminds us. The Gamor challenges Ravah from a Brisa, which states, If one said, Konam onions for my tasting, because onions are bad for the heart. And they said to him, kufri yafalalev? Isn't the kufri onion good for the heart? Ravah taught in this Brisa that since the kufri onion is permitted, all varieties are. The more presumes the cases where he subsequently said that had he known the truth, he would have said... All onions shall be forbidden, but the Kufri is permitted. Ravah taught that such a case was the Machogas in which Beishamay held like Rabbi Meir to forbid the remainder of the nether. Yet here Rabbi Meir permits other varieties. Ravah answers the cases where he named specific varieties to prohibit and permitted the Kufri onions. Since he changed the formulation of the nether, it's to be entirely nullified according to all opinions. Dav Chavzayin. So the sim Dav Chavzayin is a kazoo. So here goes. The kazoo teacher, kazoo, that must be more Dav Chavzayin. The Kazoo teacher who gave Basin documents supporting his claim he owned the Kazoo Music School on condition they would be void if he didn't return in 30 days, which reminds us the Moore records an incident in which a litigant had handed over to Basin documents supporting his rights to another's property and said that if he didn't return within 30 days, his documents should be void. In the end, he was unable to come due to circumstances beyond his control. Rav Huna ruled his documents void and Rav challenged him. Anusu, but Anus Rachmanapatra, He's forced, meaning faultless. And the Torah quits one who's forced as we find by the love of violated Arusa the Pasuk states and to the girl you should do nothing. Therefore the stipulation should not be deemed fulfilled and his documents should not be void. So the kazoo teacher gave based in documents supporting his claim he owned the kazoo music school on condition they would be void if he didn't return in 30 days. into his kazoo with all his might when he got stuck on the opposite side of a river to indicate, see, I have come, which reminds us. Gomorrah asked on Rabbah's position from an incident of a get given on a condition that he does not return within thirty days, but ultimately was unable to cross the river and called out from the opposite side, Khazuda Asai, see that I have come. Shmuel ruled that the get was valid despite his inability to return on time. Gomorrah answers that perhaps an apparent, meaning predictable, constraint is different, and the lack of a ferry is an apparent constraint, since he was aware of this possibility, he should have excluded the circumstance from his condition. So the kazoo teacher who gave based on documents supporting his claim he owned the kazoo music school on condition they would be void if he didn't return it in 30 days blew into his kazoo with all his might when he got stuck on the opposite side of the river to indicate, see, I have come. But ultimately, lost his case because his documents were false. And here, an Asmakhtah is sufficient, which reminds us that more one is how the litigant's documents become void based on his prior commitment to forfeit them if he fails to return. Asmahti, But Asmakhtah will This is an Asmakhtah, a commitment based on an assumption that the terms will never be fulfilled, and an Asmakhtah is not binding. The more explains instead that here it's different because he said his documents should be invalid. The run explains he was admitting that if he didn't return to Bastin in time, the proofs he intended to use to claim his property were in fact false, for which even an asmachta level agreement is sufficient. Dav Chav so the similar Dav Chav is a strong man. So here goes. The strong man, strong man, that must be more than Dav Chav the strong man tax collector who is seething with anger when a man made a netter forbidding all fruit if the grain was not truma which reminds us the Mishnah and Dav Kavzai and Ambe stated no la one may make a netter to murderers plunderers and tax collectors She truma, truma that his grain is truma even though in truth it's not truma to persuade his assailants who are Jewish not to take his grain he claims that it's truma and prohibited it to them and to bolster his false claim he makes a netter to forbid all fruit on himself if the grain is not truma the Quran explains that Although generally Dwarim Shibalayva Inum words of the heart are not words, meaning his private intent cannot impact his spoken words, Lagabi Onsin A case of onus is different because the circumstances indicate that he intends differently than the simplest implication of his words. So the strongman tax collector, who was seething with anger when a man made a netter forbidding all fruit, if the grain was not truma, got distracted from an oncoming windstorm and said, my dumbbells are usher if they survive the wind. Which reminds us, the next mission of states, <laughs> if one said these saplings are hereby cut as a carbon if they're not cut, or this talus is kaddish as a karma if it's not burned, Yesha and pinyon, they may be redeemed, meaning the netter is effective and the items are prohibited and can subsequently be redeemed for their value to become permitted. So the strongman tax collector, who was seething with anger when a man made a netter forbidding all fruit if the grain was not truma, got distracted from an oncoming windstorm and said, my dumbbells are usher if they survive the wind, and my barbell is usher until I lift 1,000 pounds. Which reminds us that Mishnah had said to if one said these saplings shall be kadosh as a carbon until they are cut. And similarly, if he said his tall should be kadosh as a carbon until it's burned, Emil and Pidon, they do not have redemption. Bar Pada explains if he redeems them, they become kadosh again. If he again redeems them, they become kadosh again until they are cut. The Ron explains that we consider his letter to mean that they should remain kadosh until they are cut. Meaning that even if they are redeemed, they should again become kadosh as if an additional nether was made. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of ten questions. Number one, which stuff do we learn? Amir so gav a head yot? That's on duff. Cough Good number two. Which stuff do we learn? If one said these saplings shall be kodish as a carbon until they are cut, they do not have pigeon, and if they're redeemed, they become coddish again. That's on duff. Chavches. Good number three. Which step they want if someone made a netter forbidding people from eating as figs, and he discovered that his father and brother were there, may will hold the netter as null since that's unduff. good number four. Which step they want if someone said today you are my wife, tomorrow you are not my wife. The Kadusha does not dissolve on its own because marriage is Kadusha's a goof, that's unduff. Chav tes. Good number five. Which through when Rebbe Shimba Rebbe saw how pain the rabbis were and not being able to find a Pesach for his nether, that itself became the basis of the Pesach? That's on Duff. Chav Gimel. Good number six. Which through the case where a person gave a get on condition that he does not return within 30 days and then gets stuck on the other side of the river and yells, Here I have come? That's on Duff. Good number seven. Which when Abai says even conditions of Guf can end on its own from the case where someone said this ox should be an old for 30 days and after 30 days it should be a Shalami. That's not Dav. Good number eight. Which that the when Moshe Rabbeinu made calling Israel so swear to accept the Torah based on his intent. And of course Baruch's intent. That's not Dav. Good number nine. Which that when one may make a netter to Jewish tax collectors that his grain is truma even though it's not true that's on dav good and number ten which that we discuss the case where one said Conan that I will not benefit from you if you do not take for your son a core of wheat and two barrels of wine that's on dav chavdalat excellent that concludes today's shir this is Rabbi Avram Golden zimchumishing a great day and great learning.